The Mighty Waters Podcast, helping you unlock the power of your people. Hello and welcome to the Mighty Waters Podcast. My name is Marie Toyne and you're listening to Millennial Voices, episode four. You might be wondering why millennials, especially if you haven't listened to episode one, two and three, well, as a quick overview, by 2020, those born between 1990 and 2000 are going to make up 50% of the new workforce. And most of this generation is actually already at work and loads of research and studies have been done and show that millennials have needs and desires not yet met by many companies. And so one could conclude that in order to stay competitive and attain as well as retain millennial talent, it's really crucial leaders consider to adapt and change in order to provide an environment where this generation can thrive. I'm interested in knowing what that kind of workplace looks like, what leaders should change, and what it is that millennials actually want. I've read and written a lot about this topic, so if you're interested, you can download my Millennials at Work white paper completely free via the Mighty Waters website and the link can, for it can also be found in the description to this episode. In this episode, it's all about fitness. I speak to the lovely Catherine Armitage and hear her opinion on why millennials care so much about staying fit, what employers can learn from that and why gym activities have become so successful. So without further ado, let's get to it. Here's my chat with the lovely Catherine. Catherine, thank you so much for being part of our millennial series. Um, so Catherine, you're a millennial and you're currently working in the health and fitness industry. So first of all, tell me a bit about your journey to where you are now. Sure. So as with many other people my age, I haven't exactly taken a classic career path. Um, I've always been super creative and actually loved painting when I was at sixth form. So I decided to go and do a foundation in art and design and then ended up going to Camberwell College of Art to study fine art painting. Um, unfortunately, the course didn't really suit me or my skill set, um, but the good thing about it was it was super flexible. So I spent most of my time working, mostly in a marketing environment, and like pursuing my passion for health and fitness. Um, I did a lot of things on social media, I'd like volunteer at random events, I'd pick up jobs at healthy cafes and just basically do anything I could to like make connections. So how I ended up where I am now, at this one event I volunteered at, I met Kat who works for a company called Neat Nutrition and she was their first ever employee and is now head of marketing and brand. Um, We kept in touch, I started doing like a few freelance recipes for them and writing and then helping at events and then I went on to do a postgrad in journalism and Kat was desperate for help so asked me to come on board. Um, that was about a year and a half ago now and now I look after all of Neat's social media and content. We're still a relatively small company people-wise so my job definitely varies from week to week but the core of my role is managing multiple social media accounts, creating content, shooting and organizing creatives, blog posts, recipes, e-marketing, pretty much <laughs> anything like that. Um, it's definitely a very millennial job and most of my family have no idea what I do. <laughs> um, so amazing. So what, what got you interested in health and fitness? I was super sporty growing up, so I loved playing like netball, tennis, hockey, um, but I only really started going to the gym and getting into kind of classic fitness when I was at uni. It was 
Um, and I'd just literally go on the cross trainer for like an hour, be so bored, watch one of the TVs. <laughs> and I literally just ate Ribita and that was about <laughs> it. Like it was terrible. But luckily, like I kind of educated myself over time and found out there was actually ways to work out and eat well that were really enjoyable. When I moved to London to do my degree, I loved how so many cafes and fitness classes were changing the perception that being healthy meant literally eating boiled carrots and jogging on the treadmill for hours. Um, and it just became a massive part of my life that I absolutely loved and really, really improved my mental health and just general happiness. And then I guess from a work perspective, I think from the onset, you could tell that things were really taking off in the industry. And it just has such fast growth and provides so much opportunity. Um, it's still growing massively and I have no idea where it's going to be in a couple of years time, which is obviously super exciting. Yeah, really exciting. And am I right in thinking that the target market for neat nutrition, for their arm, they are millennials? Yeah, I would say it's definitely mostly millennials and they like make up a large part of our demographic. I'd say it's more late 25 to 30 year olds and younger people definitely engage more on social media just because they tend to enjoy content more. But our regular e-commerce customers are to the older end of that range. A recent Nielsen report revealed that more millennials are doing gym type activities than any other generation. Um, we make up 48% of regular exercisers who do gym type activities. So why do you think fitness has become so important for our generation? Um, I think in general we're like a lot more conscious and self-aware as a generation and um, we're just like more in tune with how we feel and like what we need to feel good and therefore prioritise our mental and physical health like much more as well as like other forms of self-care mm. and I think we're just coming to realise that like going to a boxing class and punching a boxing bag or <laughs> like going to a yoga class and actually forcing ourselves to relax is such a more beneficial way to look after ourselves and make sure that we're happy and healthy and like the alternative is going to a bar and drinking like two bottles of wine and I think <laughs> going to a boxing class is a far healthier alternative. So do you think actually that gym exercise classes are sort of replacing the the crazy night outs? I think definitely I mean from a personal experience like my social life does revolve a lot around working out like I'll meet a friend for brunch but we'll have gone to a class beforehand there's also some people say that like sweat working is more of a thing now so sweat working sweat working is where it's basically like networking but instead of going to like a bar and having drinks you can take your client to the gym like a really nice boutique gym and then like get a shake or a smoothie at the smoothie bar afterwards and like chat about business then so it's definitely a bit of a weird concept but (laughs) It is, like, it has been shown that it's growing in popularity. Wow, sweat working. You take a note of that. (laughs) Um, So what about exercise classes makes them particularly engaging for millennials, do you think? I think one of the massive things is that millennials just choose to spend their money on experiences rather than, Mm. um, like, buying things. Um, I read a study recently that said that three in four millennials would rather do this and it just shows the shift in values that are key to like how these boutique fitness classes are succeeding. Um, like back in the day, all the fitness classes you'd go to was like body pump at your local leisure centre, whereas now <laughs> it's like such an experience, like it's a luxury environment, there's loud music, it's like fun, the trainers are super energetic. It is literally like a nightclub, but just without the hangover. I also think that a large part of 
what millennials crave is a sense of community and especially when you live in such like an isolating city like London yeah. um, workout classes are just such a good way to build community and make fitness part of your like social lives rather than just something that you kind of have to do once or twice a week yeah and actually speaking to my grandparents I think and even my parents I think they find it really difficult like a really difficult concept to understand that actually people meet at the gym enjoying socializing at the gym and actually it's a really common place to make friends and even possible partners and I guess back in the day and actually not that long ago people would meet at their local church or the local pub um but that's now perhaps changing gyms are offering a new place to absolutely I think we don't have that sense of community that they had like back in the day they'd join like a village group and they'd all have that community already there whereas especially us living in London like we don't have that we we hardly even know our neighbours so we need these new places where we can find that community. So going back to employers and kind of the workplace and what millennials expect do you think millennials expect from employers now responsibility to encourage fitness? I like to think so um like realistically it's in an employee's interest to encourage it because stressed overworked employees haven't got time to look after themselves and are not going to be feeling and therefore like working at their like optimal productivity from my own personal experience like I know for sure that I'm way more efficient creative good at my job when I'm like well rested when I'm less stressed and actually have time to enjoy my social life outside of work I think when people's lives just become all work and no fun or no time to rest, then we're just, one, expecting too much, and two, we're just not getting people at their, like, optimum productivity or best. Mm. Um, and I think also there's, there is a massive drinking culture, in, especially in city working, and, like, social events at work, entertaining clients, everything else that goes on at work all revolves around heavy drinking and eating. Um, I read actually read this article by The Times recently and it was talking about the rise of like non-alcoholic drinks and how they're booming in the market and just how way more people are choosing to either be sober or just drink less than we used to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's super important for employees to take note of this like big shift in attitude. Like millennials love a free bar every now and again <laughs> and I am definitely included in that. But I think it's super important that that's not their only option. So that when they're entertaining clients or there's like fun things going on at work, that there's some alternatives to just having a boozy do just to make sure that there's like a happier office culture and community. Yeah. So do you think sweat working and doing like hit sessions and boxing classes then is going to be a new way to socialise and... I mean, I like to think so. We definitely, we definitely do a lot of work and it is super fun. Actually, there was a really interesting report um, by Deloitte and they actually looked at boutique fitness studios and and they based a whole report on kind of the things that the fitness boutique studios do really, really well that leaders can translate into their workplace in order to keep employee engagement up. So they've actually clocked onto this as well. It's a super interesting report and I'll add a link to it in the description to this episode. Catherine, what do you think employers can learn from the fitness industry? Definitely creating that sense of community that we've chatted about is absolutely key. In the first instance, putting in place team structures so that your employees feel supported, kind of working together to reach the end goals of the company, um, which I would say includes kind of making sure people have 
proper managerial support, mm. but also emotional support too. Um, and then secondly, I see kind of community in like a social sense. Basically, I just know so many people, myself included, who probably aren't doing the job that they actually envision they'd be doing. And it might not be something that is their biggest passion in life, but they really love what they do and they want to stay in their job because like the team and the community and the like, fun they have in work mm. really keeps them there. So like things like team bonding and like social activities might sound really minor to some people. They play actually play a huge part in how much a person loves like the workplace. Mm. I'd also say the flexibility of fitness classes is a really interesting thing and something that employees can keep in mind. A lot of fitness classes offer like pay as you go, drop in classes, it's not like contractual, it's a lot more flexible. Um, obviously this isn't something that every workplace could consider. But giving your employees some sense of flexibility to do the job in their way is definitely key, especially for a millennial demographic, I would mm. say. Um, like I'm super lucky because I work for a small company, which does come with a little bit more flexibility. But one of the things I absolutely love about my job is that they kind of let me do it on my terms to an extent. Okay. So like I could go to my favourite 7.30am class on a morning that's down the road, but I know I won't be able to get into the office until 9.30. They don't mind because they know that I put in the hours at mm. other times and, and do the work. And they yeah, they just trust me to do my job properly. They give me the flexibility to achieve that exactly how I like to achieve it. Mm. And therefore, like I'm happier in doing that. So it's like a win-win really. Um, and then the last thing I'd probably say about that is like just the little perks and just making the little things that you can add into people's work days to kind of make it a bit more enjoyable so relating it to like fitness classes it sounds so minor but I love like the little perks you get when you go to somewhere that's quite nice like when they give you nice shampoo in the showers they provide you towels yeah there's like a shake bar so that if you have a meeting straight after you can like grab some breakfast and then head out to your meeting like it just makes your day so much easier and I think that could definitely be mirrored in the workplace. Having nice showers where people if they want to run or cycle to work they can go and shower before they come into work or having coffee or healthy breakfast offerings for people that come in and are at their desks by 8am. They're super small things but I think they definitely add together and that's what creates that enjoyable working experience. Oh, you said so many really good things there. <laughs> one of the one of on your first, kind of first point, and um, you mentioned like emotional support. What what do you mean by that? Well, I think as well as having someone that manages your how you're dealing with your professional job, I think it's important to have someone that you can trust in the workplace to talk if you're just not feeling comfortable yourself. Mm. Like I find it really helpful that I have a manager who I can be super open with, and if I'm having like a really bad day or if my mental health isn't that great or there's something going on in my personal life that could potentially affect my work life mm. that I can go and talk to her about it and she'll be understanding and like come back to that yeah because I think if you're just personally struggling with something that might not be how well you're doing your job but like can affect that or you're just not happy with a certain way the company is running mm. or it's just not suiting you like it's really helpful to have that person that you can trust to go to and make sure that you're okay. Yeah, and and actually, interestingly, there are loads of kind of studies and research which show that millennials want a different type of manager, one that's more like a mentor. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Definitely. I think we care a lot about like our self-development as well. Mm. And when you don't feel like you're making the right progress or 
you're I think so many of us have always been in that position where you're like what am I doing with my life where am I going (laughs) am I doing this right am I doing enough and you just want someone to kind of take you along the way and be like everything's okay you're all right you're taking (laughs) it doesn't matter if it changes but you know you're doing okay yeah referring back to the emotional support do you would you go as far to say kind of that actually it's an employer's responsibility to not just offer gym memberships but something like counselling services or really strict working hours where in a sense of people are made sure that they don't work too hard or mindfulness or things like that how far do you think you would go I mean I absolutely think they do have a responsibility and I think something like counselling sessions would be incredible we all know how like there's so many young people with so many mental health issues and it's a rising problem and they're only going to get better employees if they help them Mm. and yeah like working hours I think a lot of it is like teach by example and don't allow your employees to be sat there at 9pm at night if they've come into the office at 8am and haven't taken a lunch break yeah like I think there is definitely a responsibility because I think a lot of us learn from our like managers Mm. I mean I could come in and watch my manager eat lunch at her desk and not leave and be really stressed about everything and then work super long hours and especially when you first start somewhere you want to impress you want to do what everyone else Mm. is doing and then you just end up doing it and then you fall into a pattern and you just think that's what you're meant to do yeah whereas it's really it really doesn't help you be more productive you're not being efficient and you're just not very happy at work yeah and just setting proper boundaries whereas if someone's been in the office at 7 a.m they should be allowed to leave at like a really good time yeah or they shouldn't you know they should be taking lunch breaks and they should be like looking after themselves properly I actually have a friend who works for a really big tech company and if a group of colleagues all want to like bunch together for a fitness class the company will cover the costs they also provide all of their food breakfast lunch and dinner it's all healthy Um, some of it is less healthy but they really kind of want to create a community and loads of team bonding and that kind of stuff and we just mentioned sort of counseling and do do you think millennials expect these kinds of deals or offers or perks from employers now um i wouldn't say it's like absolutely expected but it's definitely becoming more and more common um which is a great thing and i think a lot of people just see it as like a really really nice perk especially speaking from personal experience i could definitely see it swaying a lot of people into making an employment decision like london is really expensive and staying healthy and fit when you have a full-time really full-on job is really hard and Mm. you don't realize quite how hard that is so offering employees ways to actually prioritize their health and well-being making it super convenient is like a really attractive offer from a job yeah and do you think employers are currently doing enough with regards to encouraging a healthy work-life balance and kind of healthy lifestyle for their employees I think like I think there's definitely been progress made in recent years um and I think there is slightly less of like a long hours or work no play kind of attitude but there's definitely more that can be done you know things like this podcast reports from other companies who've already made shifts is definitely going to make a massive be a massive help to make other employees realise the benefits that they could gain because it's not like they're doing something and not getting anything in return. They're going to get like happier, more productive employees mm. back. So mm. it's a win-win for them, really. 
and it doesn't have to be huge expensive gestures if you're a small company and can't afford to do that many like big wellness days or events it could just be as we spoke about before like making sure there's changing facilities putting on a healthier breakfast or like your friend like getting them to you know club together and have on the meeting rooms or somewhere they can do yoga together like it's super simple things but it's all little things that can help encourage a healthier lifestyle mm, and and which employers do you believe kind of have role modeled this really well so i currently work in a we work with neat mm. um which for anyone that doesn't know is basically a communal office space that makes like office life super easy and convenient and it's really great <laughs> but yeah they're actually doing a lot of really cool things at the minute to make shifts for like their employees and for their clients as well very community focused which is amazing and they often put on things like yoga classes or they have these like run clubs where you wear headphones and it's like different music and it's a bit of a weird concept <laughs> and they'll do like healthy food pop-ups and things like that or they'll like bring a personal trainer in to talk to people like loads of things like that which is great i've heard a lot about like other employees like i heard um that twitter apparently have healthy food on offer all the time they've got an on-site gym that offers crossfit classes oh wow and they like don't keep track of annual leave so what yeah so they say that basically all employees know when time off is necessary to reboot which is amazing obviously like a lot of companies can't afford to do like really big showy things um but it's definitely pretty cool um, tell me just a bit more about the run club. So you're putting on headphones. Yeah, then... I, don't, I haven't tried it yet myself, but I'm definitely going to. <laughs> I think it's kind of like a, a silent disco. But you're cross running. between a run club around the South Bank. It's a bit weird. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. Um, so taking into account that not everybody enjoys exercise classes, physical fitness, and in particular those that aren't perhaps enthusiastic 20-somethings in Lycra. Um, so how do you think employers can ensure that everyone feels included? Just make sure you're giving a diverse offering. Um, there's a big trend at the minute for these fancy spin classes and like really intense workouts, which is great for those that enjoy that kind of thing. But not everyone is going to be into that and you need to make sure that there's you're providing something for, for people with less of a fitness background Mm. so whether that's like yoga classes like we've spoken about before or getting someone down to speak to people about their nutrition or about their fitness and like how they can get started Mm. it's like a really good way to encourage people into a healthy lifestyle because I think some of these classes can be so intimidating and it's really just taking that element out of it and making sure that you're providing someone for everything mm. like whether it's team games that are just a bit active or just anything that can just get people moving more from the office that we've covered a lot of ground <laughs> um, but Catherine if you could speak to the decision maker of kind of the largest organizations around um, and they're thinking about how to engage employees around sort of healthier you know lifestyles and fitness like what would your three top recommendations be I would say community. I feel like I've mentioned it about a million times <laughs> in the last 20 minutes. But <laughs> learn from like the success of the boutique fitness classes. Recognize that people want a sense of community. You know, like really make sure that you're engaging the social aspect and providing them with that community that they're missing. I would also say make it personal. Make sure it's not, you know, just one thing. Ask your employees what 
they want to make sure that you're giving them something that they actually want to do. Yeah, sure. Don't just decide on something that you think <laughs> sounds great because you need to make sure that you're, you know, tailoring it to the employees that you're, you are dealing with. Yeah. Um, and then I'd also say just make it convenient. Like, we're the era of the internet. We like things to be easy. We don't want to go to too much effort, which is terrible, but it's true. <laughs> so find ways to, you know, help them fit health and fitness into their everyday lives and make it really seamless if possible. Amazing. Thank you so much, Catherine. It's Thank been great chatting me. to you. <laughs> so that was my conversation with the lovely Catherine Armitage. And if that has sparked some interest and further thought from you and you think your organisation needs some support thinking about creating an environment where millennials can thrive, then do get in contact with us here at Mighty Waters. You can find out more information via our website www.mightywaters.co.uk or do find us on LinkedIn and message us personally and we will get back to you as soon as we can. Take care, until next time.